0: Welcome to United Learning Primary Podcast, I'm Darren Ellison-Lee. In this podcast we're going to be talking about school development planning. School development planning brings together the school's key priorities... It includes the key actions that they're wanting to take to secure those priorities and it has the milestones that are clear for the year which allows them to have that ongoing evaluation because it shouldn't be a process that you set up and at the end review it's got to be a living document that you're evaluating on a regular basis and those milestones give those key markers to that assessment and evaluation of success in delivery. The Ceph, in many ways this self-evaluation evaluation is where leaders should start. Because you've got to have a good evaluation of where is the school at this moment in time. And yes, your assessment information data will give you one piece looking through books, looking through classroom observations, you're bringing key information together. For me, that self-evaluation process is the key point and the key way of making your school development planning successful. And actually it tends to be the part that leaders don't spend enough time on so for example your data may show that you've got a gap between boys and girls you rush to then think about oh what's the actions what's the things we're going to do with there no what you should be doing is right we need to look at that in more detail let's go back and have some discussions with some of the boys who are being successful some of the boys who are not talking to staff observing some lessons and in one of our schools when they actually unpicked that the boys who were underachieving also had either special educational needs they had poor attendance issues there was range of other factors and actually without that really in-depth evaluation they'd have created actions that'd have made no impact whatsoever. So the evaluation, deep evaluation, where you spend time, and I'd say that's your summer term in great depth, is invaluable to make sure that your plan will deliver on those priorities that you have for the following year. School development planning is a critical tool for a leader because there's so many things That you can be doing. You need through that evaluation to identify what are the key issues. You don't want overload, you want key success, identifying the key levers. So it allows you to focus on those key priorities to actually secure the outcomes that you want. So it allows you to prioritise what's important to deliver that ongoing improvement within the school. The ownership should be the whole organisation. If you're going to get successful implementation, bringing people into that evaluation, bringing people into the knowledge of what those key actions are, and then celebrating the successes on the way, ensure that you move at a faster pace. And I look in terms of our terminal meetings that we're in with schools. Schools are reviewing every term, their key milestones, they're sharing them with the staff, they're sharing with us, the trust, we're reviewing and giving counter challenge and support around those. It's that collective ownership that's, that's critical but driven by the leadership of the school. The start of the process for strategic planning is evaluation. So you've got your evaluation, it's deep evaluation, you've seen the different aspects that you need to work on and in each of those, for example if it was underachievement in boys, you've got the aspects potentially that are causing the issues. The next step is to jump forward. Jump forward within that time frame. You've got your current reality. What do you want the ideal to be like in 12 months time? And when we talk about that ideal, it's not saying, oh, the outcomes for boys will be just this and this. If you've noticed things in the books, how will the books change? If you've noticed things in the comments that pupils have just said, What will they be saying differently? When we go in and observe lessons, you may have seen the proportion of challenging questions asked to boys was 50% less than it was to girls. So you may want that to be balanced in terms of an equivalent. So you ensure that moving forward, you identify what success, what your ideal will look like. And then you need a real balance of, is that gap realistic? Because we can all jump to an ideal... But maybe that ideal is not sustainable for two years and then it becomes too stressful. We're not going to get there. You need it to be challenging, but need to make sure that it's a realistic development that you can achieve over the 12 month period. So you've got that evaluation first and then you've got that moving forward so that you've then got where you're trying to get to in key detail and those are the two key stages really working through and I know when in the summer term when we as regional directors are out in our schools and you're talking to leaders about their priorities they will talk in this way well we think this needs to be a priority but we're needing to find more information out about it and as the term develops their evidence is gathered and then they're coming back with Right, this is what we want to achieve. This is, is this realistic? Is this the right outcome that we work from there? And that's the conversations we will be having throughout the whole of the summer term with our heads in our schools. There isn't a manageable number of priorities as a definitive statement because it depends on how big an individual priority is. But the next stage, once you have the current reality and you've got where your ideal is wanting to go, actually then working on, well, what are the key actions that we need to take to move from the reality to the ideal? And in developing those actions, for me, they sit slightly out of the strategic plan. That's more your implementation plan. It gives you a notion of how big this is going to be to actually achieve. And therefore, you men then need to do the balancing. Can we do all these key priorities? Also, in doing those key actions, you look at when and the sequencing of those would be. And then that develops your milestones for where will we want to be for Christmas? Where do we want to be by Easter? And then obviously your ideal is within the summer. So the strategic plan should have a statement of where you currently are, a statement of where you're trying to get to, the key high-level actions that you're going to take, and the milestones for each term, so you can evaluate those. Milestones, and Michelle's Greens is, is fantastic for this at Corn Greaves. When you look at Michelle's milestones, they're really impact focus. They're not about, we'll have done this, we'll have had a staff meeting on this, we'll have shared this new policy. So what? You can do that, but does it have any impact? It's about the impact that you're looking for within the classroom in terms of the outcomes at that point in time. I always think school development planning is best on an Excel spreadsheet because you can filter priorities and key people and key dates. You would then look at those fine details of actions that will get you to those individual milestones. And you'd look at those on, well, what should be happening this week? What should be happening next week? I mean, I did it as a head, but I still do it as a, as a director. We, as United Learning, have key priorities for primary development. Reading's been our key aspect this year, and we have key actions that need to happen every single week. And my team review those to make sure we're on track to achieve those key milestones. When you're coming towards the end of that year, and actually sometimes part way through the year you're looking at your milestones, you may be missing them, you've got to adjust your actions and you may need more work on developing a particular aspect of work. So some aspects of your strategic plan may flow over into the next year. But there needs to be the openness of reevaluating against your milestones and your end ideal, as well as any new things that are, are coming into those areas of development and need within the school. So it's an ongoing living document, and some of those things will continue to develop, but some of those things may not be as a key priority in the following year as other priorities come in front of those. So it's very variable from one year to the next. The schools that we visit that have great strategic and school development planning processes in place, yes, can show us great documents, rag rated with the greens in in that work. But the real evidence of a good school development plan, is a school that's improving again and again. I've gone into our schools that have been in a category and they've really worked hard in terms of getting that clarity of their strategic planning. Term on term we've seen the plan going green, sometimes amber and it being adjusted. That's fine, but the difference is I've seen those things that have needed to happen in the classroom changing. Quality of teaching's improved, outcomes in books, behaviour of pupils, has been a change as a result of that strategic plan being appropriately focused. That's the measure of a good plan. Does it make what's the ideal in the plan a reality in the classroom?